This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Today, Bezat Hashem, Itbarach, we want to continue what we started learning about, the common virus that goes around. And we spoke in the past two shiurim that you can pick up from our previous shiurim at Torah Anytime. And those shiurim were explained that, first of all, where it comes from, as it's uh, known that it comes from eating bats, and those bats had the virus in them, and it came to uh, through human consumption. And from there, it uh, goes from one person to another. Secondly, we spoke about the inyan of Bikur Cholim, when a person is sick with a contagious sickness, and are you supposed to get away from a, per- a place that the virus spreads? One might say, of course, but we found that there's a Darkei Moshe, that's the Rama, in the Shelot V'Tshuvot, that says, a shalom, a person should stay in such a place, and you're not going to get sick in any way, and HaKadosh Baruch is the one that makes people sick or healthy. And therefore he says that if you're not going to say so, you mevatel completely your race, the mitzvah of Bikur Cholim. Because the Torah did not differentiate between a person that's sick in a contagious sickness or a person that's not. A person that's sick in a contagious sickness seems from the Torah that is also such that one needs to do Bikur Cholim. And that's a Dokeh Moshe. We said afterwards that it seems like a contradiction from what is posek in Shulchan Aruch in Ilchot Bikur Cholim that in Ilchot Dvarim Shesh Bem Sakana Yoredeah in Kuftet Vav Kuftet Zayin that over there he says that whenever there is a sickness that's contagious one should stay one should get away even many many poskim afterwards we explain that hold that way as well that the mitzvah is not where you get in a place of danger and we bechalek between something that's called in any mitzvah that the sakana is common, shchicha sakanta, the sakana is common. If the sakana is common, if the danger is common, so one is exempt from doing a mitzvah and could be, we mentioned as well, it's asur to make a mitzvah in such a place. So if you have to go to shul, in order to pray with a minyan, but you know there's somebody that's contagious over there, that's a place of danger. One is not allowed to go to shul to pray in such a place. That's the way we explained it. If it's not a common danger, it could be that's the case of the Ramad that he says that one could go to visit somebody who's, uh, who's sick in such a way when he's, he takes precaution, he stays a little bit far, or the, the, the sickness is already starting to pass and it's not on the, on the time that, that it's still contagious, rather it's afterwards. Could be that that is when the Rama was, uh, was uh, pressing that one needs to go and visit such a person. Okay, that was the Tushurim we gave, that was a preface. But today we want to know if a person is sick and is contagious. Of course, he is not allowed to come close to contact with people. The Sefer Hasidim says that he's not allowed to go to a mikveh where people are there because he can spread the sickness. 
we mentioned the Mishnah that says when, even when a person is Tameh, he's not allowed to go to Shul unless you make a special separation between him and the people, and he's not allowed to go out when they go out, he has to go out first, he has to come in first, so he doesn't have contact with anybody. And also, the, as the Sefer Hasidim says, that if you, you have to announce and you have to tell people that you have a, a sickness that is, um, that is contagious and you have to be careful. Today we want to know such a person, if he wasn't careful and somebody became sick because of him, is he obligated midin Torah? What's, what the Torah says about such a case? Does the Torah speak about such a thing? She doesn't speak about such a thing. We had today, there was a story today in Israel that um, there were this few, few people that come to visit from Thailand, tourists from Thailand, and they told them that they have to stay in the house for 14 days until they, they clear, until we know they clear from the, from the virus. And they violated uh, and they, they came out of the house. They send the guards to them to see what's, what's going on and to make sure that they don't come out of their place of stay. In the interaction that they were, they got angry. So one of these tourists sneezed purposely on the face of one of the guards. Now, what, when a person does such a thing, in case he's sick, what's the halacha? The halacha is clear that there's something called Adam Hamazik, a person that causes harm to somebody else. He is chayav in five different chiyuvim, obligations. As it says in the Mishnah, in Bavakama Pegimel Amudbet, Achovel Bechavero, if you harm your friend, you hurt your friend, chayav alav mishum chamisha dvarim. If he's a goy, he's also chayav. The Gemara in Perekavi, Lamed Vav, says over there that it doesn't make a difference whether it's a goy or not a goy. Rather, a person that's mazik, he would be chayav. A goy would be chayav in, uh, in more, more chiyuvim than a Jew, actually. But that's a gemara over there. Now, the gemara in Pegim and Bet says, that a chovel v'chavro chayav alav mishum chamisha dvarim. Benezek v'tzar, v'ribui b'shevet uvoshet. There's five different obligations. One is nezek, which means whatever you harm the person and you cause him to now have a certain deficiency, whether you, you hurt his hand, you hurt his leg, now he can't operate, is in, in value, if we would put such a person in value, how do you value such a person? The Gemara says, you value him as a slave. There's Mahloket over here, and the Roshi speaks about what kind of slave we deal with, but whatever it is, you evaluate how much a slave would be sold in the slave market, with such a thing and without such a thing, that's the Chiyuv called a nezek, and that's how the difference you'll have to pay. Secondly, there's something called tsar, a person that was beaten up, he was hurt, you caused him tsar, you caused him pain. Pain also has a price. How much is the price? It's also evaluated. The speaks over here in the beginning of Perek Chovel. How do you evaluate tsar? When a person goes through pain, is, that, is there a price? I think Mara says, let's say in a case that one had to take that kind of pain and he would be able to 
redeem the pain, let's say to get the anesthesia, that he wouldn't feel the pain, or he would be able to take away that pain, let's say the 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 Malchut says that they have to cut off his arm. The pain of the of the thing, how much would it be if he would be able to pay off that they would put an anesthesia that he wouldn't feel the pain? So that's a certain amount that one needs to pay. Thirdly, there's something called ripui. What's a ripui? How much does it cost? Doctor bills, hospital bills, medicine, and so on and so forth. That he also has to pay. Shevet. Shevet means a person that got got hurt, got harmed. In our case, he got sick. He got the flu. He can't go to work for two, two weeks, three weeks. You have to pay for that. He's, he's, you took away his work time. It's a serious thing. We think that we go, we think we go to shul when we're sick or we shake hands with somebody when we're sick and nothing happens. Worse comes to worse. You'll get sick, so what? The truth is, the certain obligations, what you cause somebody else, such a thing, there's, there's Torah obligations. And fifth, boshet. There's an embarrassment over here. A person that has to walk now without a hand, without a harm, or a bruise over here, a bruise there, whatever it is. There's an embarrassment. A person that got sick and the virus that goes wild now, it's an embarrassing thing because it's viewed very, very negatively. You don't want to come close to such a person. You, it's, 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 so such a thing, there's five different obligations. Now, the Gemara, in beginning of Baba Kama, says that sometimes a person would be chayav. The, the, the Gemara says over there that there's four different kinds of mazikim. This is how the Gemara in Baba Kama starts. There's four different kinds of damaging, mm-hmm. uh, things that damage, and therefore because of that you'll have payments. What are they? The shor means, the Gemara explains, that a shor, an ox, usually damage with his legs, which means he steps on something. He, he, and the, the, the shor, when he steps on something, he ruins it. So let's say he had fruits on the floor, and he just went, and he steps on something that is called regel. So a shor would be regel. Actually, we have a mochlok at the beginning of Avakama between Rav and Shmuel, whether it's regel or keren, but this is the way it was nifsak, that arba avot nizikim, a shor goes on regel. So that teaches me that whenever your animals damage or your property damage in such a way that they just normally as keder chilucho means they, they didn't do anything out of the ordinary and they damaged somebody else in a place that they weren't allowed to damage because an ox is allowed to walk in the street. And if you put your fruit, so it's not the ox fault, it's not my fault. My ox is allowed to walk in the, fr- in the street. Let's say I have a dog. So the dog walks and he steps on something that you had on the street. It's not my fault. The dog is allowed to walk in the street. So there's different laws to it when yes and when no. Secondly, habor. Habor means you have, you digged a pit in the ground. This is all from our parashat, parashat HaShavua. Parashat Mishpatim. We're learning parashat Mishpatim now. Habor, you digged a pit, a bore. You made a hole in the in Rashut HaRabim. Somebody fell in there. You're obligated to pay. You might say, what do you want from me? It's not my, it's not my hole. Or it's not my pit over there. It's, it's a ground of the public it's a public domain. What do you want from me? The Torah says, it's a chidush of the Torah. Rabbi Ishmael says, Shnei dvarim minon b'rshuto shel adam, v'asawa katuf k'ilu b'rshuto, bo b'rshuto rabin v'chametz v'pesach. 
which means although two things are not yours, the Torah takes it away from your property. It's not your, yours anymore, but still, you'll be chayav for chametz bepesach if you own it. Same thing with bow. Bow, it doesn't belong to you. But if you have a bow in Rashut Arabim, because you put it there, you opened it, you'll be obligated for anything that happens over there. Somebody falls, you'll be obligated. The animal falls in there, you'll be obligated. Now, that also has certain dinim. Shor velo adam, chamor velo kelim. There's dinim that the gzerate katuv, what yes and what no. Thirdly, a mav'e. Mav'e means shen. Shen means the teeth, if an animal eats something. So if you left your fruits out, and the animal, my animal, eats it, that's a mazik. If you put it in Rishut Rabim, it's supposed to be understood that if my animal comes and sees fruits in Rishut Rabim in the public domain, she'll, they'll eat it. So I'm not obligated because of that. It's not my fault, it's your fault that you left it there. But if she, she came into your property... She went through the fence and she went into your property and ate fruits. That's called shen, and I'll have to pay for whatever the animal damaged your fruits or whatever else she damaged. Now, all these things that we're saying, let's see the fourth one. We have the fourth one, and that is I have air, esh, fire. If I put a fire in one place and it spreads to your property, so I have to pay for that. Now, all these things are called avot mazikim. Avot mazikim, the Gemara says, avot michlal deika toladot. Whenever you have a father, you can't call somebody a father if he doesn't have children. So for sure, if you have a father, you have children as well. What are the children, or what is similar? Just children are similar to the father. So the similarity, same things with Yilchot Shabbat. You have Shabbat, Lametet Avot Melachot, and you have many things that are called Toladot, which means you have the actual Melachot that the Torah spoke about, that's called Avot, and you have things that are similar to that. That are, those are called toladot, and you're obligated for them the same way you obligated for the avot. Over here, the Gemara says, what are the toladot of, the, of those things? The Gemara says, for instance, the, there's also what we call a keren. Keren means, we didn't mention, keren means when, a, when an ox gores. So that is kavanatol azik, with the horns. It gores, it hurts something. That's called kavanatol azik. So whenever an animal gores in a way that you, it wants to hurt somebody, that would be even in Rishut HaRabim, that will be obligated. The Torah says there's a difference between Shortam and Shortmuad, which means an ox that damages in the first two times, or he damaged already three times, and now it becomes Shortmuad, and then he pays a full Nezek. The Torah says that the, the Tolada of Keren is what? Negifa which means with the body, it, it pushes sometimes, and the, the animal gets angry or it wants to damage. That's the, that's, that's the, 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 the way this mazik of Karen is. That is the nature of this mazik. What is it? It has a purpose. Instinct. It has not instinct. He wants to damage. It has that's such... That's his way. That's not only, of course it's its way, but the idea over here that he wants to damage. That's the nature. He wants to uh, damage. When, when he wants to damage, that's called keren. So whether he damages with the, 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 the hands, the body, or even if it with the teeth. Teeth, we said, is a damage called shen. But shen is only when he wants to eat. He wants to be nene. 
He wants to benefit from what he's doing. That is the Vazik of Shen. But if he wants to bite in order to hurt something else, that's already not Shen. That's called Keren. If he, if he pulls itself on all kind of utensils and it breaks those utensils, that, those are, depends why he, why he did it. If he did it because he wanted to rub on the utensils, because it was it, they were scratchy and uh, the scratching themselves. That's called what? That's called Yashan Ala That's called the Atolada of Shen. Shen is Yashan Ala It benefits from what he's, he's doing. But if he's doing it in order to break, in order to damage, in order to hurt, such a thing is called what? Keren. Regel is anything that's done normally. So for instance, it walks and the body touched something and broke it. That's called Derechilucho. It walked and the hair that comes out gets uh, tangled in something, pulls it and breaks it. That's called Derechilucho. That's a Tolada of Regel. So we have in the Torah within Shor three different things. The Keren, Regel, and Shen. We we can explain soon how it relates to us. I'm giving you a preview of what... Every yeshiva boy learns when it comes to the Gemara in, in Gemara of Bava Kama. You ask any yeshiva boy what it is, they'll spell it out. Ta, 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 and you'll stand like this. Wow, this kid is a genius. Yeah, wonderful, because that's what they learn. They learn the basic of Koshen Mishpat of Dine Ezekim. And they learn this over and over again with all the details in Rashi and Tosfot and Rishonim and Achonim and tip details. Beautiful thing. That's how you open your mind. These kids are... They're learning yeshiva. They have an open mind. You come, you talk to them. Woo! You see, they're way ahead of you. Way ahead of you in understanding things. That's, that's a beautiful thing. This is where they, they get their, 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 their deep, the deep thinking from. So this kind of gemara. This kind of gemara. If he's Right? If the animal kicks with the feet or stamps on something in order to break that thing, that's a keren. That's not a regal. Although she did it with the feet, that the Gemara says would fall under category of keren, not regal. And we explain those three things. We explain both. Both, for instance, is anything that damages. Not only a pit that you digged in the, in the ground, but rather you threw, let's say, something that could um, that the person could get hurt from. Let's say the Gemara deals with something like banana peel. You put a banana peel on the ground, the water on the ground. The Gemara says whether it's a bore or not, because it could be that it's not bore. Why? Because you didn't get damage from the water. The water only caused you to fall, to slip. You got damage from the ground. The ground is not my pit. I put the water on. If you got damage from the water, your clothing got dirty from the water I put over there. A, a banana peel. You, got, you fell and your clothing got dirty from the banana peel. That could be, it falls under the category of Bo. Gemara deals with that in length. On the third parak in Bavakama, that's where you find such a thing. Then you have Esh. Esh means a fire, a fire that you put here. Now, it doesn't have to be a fire. Anything that the wind brings out. So if you put something here, let's say a barrel, you put it on top of the roof. A barrel, a vase, and the wind comes, boom, it, flew, it flies and, ha- and lands on somebody's car and... Breaks his uh, his car, breaks the glass. That's called bow. That's called esh. Just like fire, the fire, the 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 wind takes it from point A to point B. So does the vase on top of the roof. If you put it there, the wind 
takes it from point end, point B. If it breaks there, you'll be Chayav. When we come to, and, and again, there's a lot, a lot of details into that. The, the, in Yeshivot, they spend on this months going into details on every little uh, detail. So, when we come to something like a virus, the Gemara says that if you sneeze of, on somebody, could be that that is like chitzav, it's like you're shooting an arrow. That's called Adam Amazik. There's another Mazik that, again, I told you in the beginning, there's Machlok at Rav and Shmuel, how to learn what does it mean, Amav'eh. Mav'eh could be that it's Adam Amazik. Adam Amazik means a person that caused a damage. If you cause a damage to somebody else, you have to pay for the damages. How could you do- cause a damage? Whether you hit it, you break it with your hand, with your body, whatever it is. But there's another way that one could damage, and that is if you spit on somebody. Spit came out of your mouth, went on his shirt, got his shirt dirty. Right? You just drank coffee, and you sneezed, and the sneeze came on his shirt, and boop, his shirt became now brown from the coffee. Who has to pay for the cleaners? You have to pay for the cleaners. There's no honest. Oh, do we say honest? The person can't control his sneezing, whatever it is. So the Gemara says that you should know that there's no such thing as honest. It's Gemara in Babakama Dafkafvav. Mishnah in Babakama Dafkafvav. The Gemara says, Adam Muad Leolam. When we're talking about a person, you are obligated always. What does it mean always? Says the Mishnah, Ben Shokeg Ben Mezid, whether you did it purposely or not, knowingly or not, Ben Er Ben Ishel, whether you were awake or sleeping while you're damaged, it could be that while you're sleeping, you flipped a little bit to the other side and broke something to somebody else. Ben Ones Ben Ratzon, even Ones, where you, where you anus, you couldn't know that something was there, you damage, you be obligated. Over here is Machloket, the Rambam, and the Tosfot. Tosfot says, that there's, a diff- there's, there's two kinds of honest. There's what we call honest gamur and not honest gamur. Sometimes you have honest that you couldn't imagine that something like that would happen. For example, the, the, the Sfot brings that one honest is that you went to sleep near a vase. Right near your bed was a vase and you went to sleep and during the sleep, you, though you didn't feel, you broke it. When you broke it, you'll be obligated. That's called the honest. But honest gamur means that you went to sleep, there was nothing there. Your friend came, put his vase right there, put his phone, his iPhone right near you. And while you're sleeping, you moved and boom, it, it fell and it broke. The glass broke, the phone broke. You couldn't know it was there, you, can't, you couldn't imagine. Says to Sfot, that's called honest gamur, that the Torah doesn't obligate. Rambam says that even that, the Torah obligates. Okay, basically... Something that somebody damaged with his mouth, it's called kichov and yo, it's called like adama mazik, it's, it's like shooting arrows, chitzav. So over here, that will be the damage of, if you sneeze into somebody, or let's say you have a certain sickness and you put your hands into his uh, mouth, into his nose, whatever it is, into his eyes, where the virus can go inside and damage him, can make him sick. That would be an obligation called adama mazik. By the way, we're talking about a virus, you all know already by now, Everybody became uh, doctors in, uh, in relation to viruses. Viruses don't go by themselves, which means 
virus is not mobile. The only way you can get sick is, let's say, somebody shook your hand or you touched something that somebody that, was, that had virus touched. And that thing, while it was wet, you took and it's on your hands. While it's on your hand, you can't get sick from it. It can penetrate into your skin, through your skin, into your body, into your bloodstream. Can't. The only way is when you touch your eyes, um, nose, or mouth. Once you touch those parts, then it has a right, it has a way of getting into the body. And if you don't, if you don't touch any parts of your body that are open, so it, you can't get sick. That is the reason, the main reason, why they wear those masks. The masks don't really secure you from somebody who's sick. The only thing is, it secures you from yourself, because we tend to touch our mouth, nose, and, and eyes all the time. And when you put such a mask, so you don't have... So what do you do? You have to wash your hands with soap every once in a while, every time you touch something. So with that, so when you bring it into your body, who damaged? He didn't damage you. The sick person didn't damage you. You damaged yourself, which means he just laid it out over here. You brought it into your body. Could be when you bring it into your body, that would be called already grama, which means it's indirect damage. Now let me tell you a Gemara in Bavakama. The Gemara says in Perek Hamishi, Daf Memzain Amud Bet. First the Mishnah says that if a cow goes into somebody else's field and eat the fruits over there. You put fruits in somebody else's backyard and they had a cow over there and he ate it. So you can't obligate me for paying for the fruits because you put it there. So my cow ate it. That's your fault. Why did you put it there? But let's say the cow got damaged because of those fruits, the Baal Perot, the owner of the fruits, has to pay me for the damages of the cow. It says the Gemara, why does the person have to uh, pay for the damages? Rav says, no, you didn't understand. The Mishnah doesn't talk that she ate it. Rather, the, the cow slipped on it and got damaged by it. That is when you have to pay. That is bo, as we mentioned before. But if she ate it, you don't have to pay. The reason is, why did she eat? She shouldn't have ate. So there's two Lashonot over here. Then Rav Sheshet argues. But whatever it is, it comes out like this. This Machloket of Shlomo Kluger on Mili Denzikin. You see, Ashkenaz Posek, that's considered one of the Gdole Poskim, with the Bet Shlomo, which also was a very big Posek in his time. They argued over here, over such a scenario, that somebody rented his field for his friend to bring his cows to his field and eat by his field. So you have a field, and your friend tells you, I have cows and I need a place that they could gaze and eat. So you told him, okay, pay me $100 a month per cow to, uh, to, so they can come and eat. Now, he came in, and sure enough, one of the cows was sick, in a contagious sickness, and the cows of the host started getting sick. They came to Bethany in front of these two rabbis. So over here, they argued over this Gemara, how to understand it. Now, this is exactly our case. They got damaged, they got hurt through a sickness that's through a virus, to something that's contagious. So, they argued. Do we say that they shouldn't have ate? What, what, how do you get sick? How did the cow get sick? The sick cow ate from the straw, and they had a lot of uh, um, uh, saliva that goes on the straw, that has the sickness in it. 
This next cow comes and eats. So she should have ate. You ate it. You brought it to yourself. Do you say that when you patur? Or maybe the Gemara is machloket rishonim. Take a look at the Rosh. How to learn this Gemara? Or maybe it's only true when you don't do something that out of the normal. If you do, don't do something out of the normal, you can't obligate. <coughs> you can't say to the cow, "Don't eat." But if she did something out of the normal, let's say there would be something over there that's not regular fruit. It would be spoiled, disgusting, uh, um, poisonous fruits, and she ate it. That is when the Gemara says, It's machloket how to understand this. Those two, those two giants argued over that how to understand nafkamina for us. Nafkamina for us. When a person, we said, spit into you, he sneezed into you. That we can say. It. It's Adam of Zik. Of course you chayav. But if a person didn't do that, rather he shook your hand, and you too, can you put your hands into your eyes? Do we say, you shouldn't have done that? You shouldn't have done that. Or we don't say that because that's a normal thing to do. There's no question that the person that is sick, and if he knows he's sick, he'll be chayav with shamaim. In shamaim, even if you are grama, you damage indirectly you're obligated for it. There's no damage. There's no question about that. The Gemara says that over and over again in Bava Kama. The question is only when you have such a scenario that you wouldn't know. There couldn't be a way that I would know that he would get sick. And because I didn't know I was sick. And the person uh, put it into himself. Now over here we're saying there's a machloket. Now you have to understand what kind of damage are those things, are those viruses that come in. They're not bow, because bow is, is not mobile. It sits here, and you come to it, and you get damaged. It's not ash, it's not fire, because the fire goes by itself and gets in. Over here, it doesn't go in by itself, because you brought it in. There's no wind that brought you in. So the, the Chazonish says here, it's what we call bow hamitgalgel, beraglei adam uveraglei behemah, in the beginning of Bava Kama, the Gemara deals with a combination of bow and ash. Such a damage called bow and ash, a combination. A combination of two, we could obligate. You might say, okay, but if it's bow, if it's ash, ash has halacha, that the Gemara says that is patur on tamun. If something is covered, you're not obligated for it. So let's say you had fruits that are covered mm-hmm. with the hay, and the fire came and burned the fruits, you're not chayav, because it was, it was covered. Over here, maybe the body is covered by the skin. And therefore, you wouldn't be chayav for damaging. You need to know, Chazanish explains, that that is only true when you don't go into Rashut Ayachid to damage. Rashut Ayachid, even Tamun is chayav. Over here, you went into the Rashut Ayachid, you went into the person himself. And also, if it's within the normal way to put something in something else, that's not called Tamun, which means if you hide fruits in the stock, that's not normal. But if you put fruits into the box, Fruit box, that's not called tamun, because that's where it's supposed to be. You put eggs inside the carton of eggs, that's where it's supposed to be. You wouldn't be considering such a thing uh, tamun. So we learned over here, mamash, mamash, a little bit on the ktseha mazleg of the name of parashat uh, ashavua, parashat mishpatim, how to view damaging and how to take it. All the way, halakha lemaseh, in our time and age, a beautiful uh, sugiya in Baba Kama. Yes? But they say that the uh, coronavirus, sometimes we are not sure, jumps. Jumps mean? Jumps. Okay. 
So then we'll have to deal with a virus that jumps. How to view such a thing? We dealt with a virus that does not jump. Yeah. As far as sneezing goes, yes. um, it is really proper decorum in the Western society that when you sneeze, a person sneezes, they have to cover their mouth. Right. And there's, a, there's actually uh, a derech of covering the mouth. They right. say, like for example, when you cough, you should cough right. into your into your uh, right, not into your palm, right? And uh, you know, so you know, for a person to have just drank coffee and spe- uh, sneeze onto someone, um, I don't know where. Right, so we said it's chayav. Then such a case will be chayav, no question. He's obligated to pay damages, and if if the person dies because of him, it could be that he's a murderer if he knew that what he was doing. Because the person dies because of him, could be the murderer as well. Okay, so we're dealing over here with various obligations. Whether chayav, we're not talking. When you kill somebody, you not have mamon. That's not mamon. That's the five obligations that we said in a chovel. That's true. So what do you do when you don't have money? When you don't have money, you keep a debt until you get the money. And then you'll have to pay. Sometimes you don't have mm-hmm. money. The zikin you pay, mm-hmm. which means you have to pay from the best that you have. So whatever you have, the best. Sometimes if you don't have money, what could they go? You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.